As you hopefully know by now, we are spending the last month of summer before our program year kicks off on this sermon series that we've titled No Love and Show Love. It's such a simple title and it rhymes, but most importantly, I really think those four words are what our life of faith is all about. We get caught oftentimes in the minor details, the adiaphora, the minutia of our faith. And so it's, at times it can be really helpful for us to step back and to remember what being a follower of Jesus is really all about. And it's really quite simple. We're called to know love and show love. We're called to trust in God's guidance and presence and love in our life. And then we're called to show and extend that love to others so that they can know the love of God and show the love of God to others as well. Last week, Pastor Gary kicked off this No Love, Show Love sermon series by focusing on the ways that we can know love through our time of worship together. In worship services here at Bethany, we hear the promises of scripture read and we sing songs and we hear the words and love of God proclaimed through all of our actions. Each week, there are numerous examples that connect us with the love of God. And today, what I want to do is to keep our focus on this no love portion of our little rhyme, but I want to explore the ways that we come to know the love of God through all of our different faith formation initiatives. And now here's the thing, if I'm not careful, this sermon could quickly turn into a commercial for all the different faith formation activities here at Bethany. I could spend the next 10 minutes telling you about our adult education classes that help us better know the love of God. And I could tell you about our confirmation program that helps our young people know the love of God. And I could tell you about the podcast and the devotional booklets and children's church and Camp Bethany and growth groups and Lois Circle and Deborah Circle and the men's group and centering prayer and dozens of other ways that we help people form their faith, and know the love of God in their life. And while all that's true, I don't think that a sermon should ever be a commercial. And so rather than highlighting particular faith formation offerings, I want us to better understand how all these groups seek to help us better know the love of God in our life. Because here's the thing, the Bible studies, the small groups, the podcasts and gatherings that we offer here at Bethany, more often than not, when you really dig into the details, all of these offerings aren't really teaching us any drastically new ideas. No, the thing about faith formation is that more often than not, faith formation is simply helping us to know God's love by reminding us of the truths and promises of God that frankly we already knew. The two readings that I selected for our scripture passages this morning speak to this point. I'm sure as you looked at them and heard them read, you thought, oh, Pastor Nate was on vacation and he just kind of threw these readings together. No, these were intentionally chosen. Our first one is about the 10 commandments and keeping the Sabbath day holy. And the gospel lesson is Jesus establishing the practice of holy communion. But the two readings are connected because they both focus on the importance of remembering. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy, it said in Deuteronomy. And then in Luke, after instituting communion, Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me. There's something undeniably powerful about memory. 
just last week, while driving home from our vacation, my wife and I forced our children into a side trip. We were passing by Northfield, Minnesota, where our alma mater, St. Olaf College, is located. And so we spent six hours and took over 15,000 steps trudging our family through all of campus. My wife and I shared story after story and memory after memory, and amazingly enough, our young children didn't hate it. When we share stories and memories, there's an interpersonal connection that happens. Suddenly, we can feel connected to a place or a moment simply by hearing a memory about it from someone else. And in the same way, our life of faith is built on remembering the actions and promises of God and God's people. We've been telling the same stories in church for over thousands of years, and in remembering these stories together as a community, we connect to the great history of our faith. We remember and read the stories of the Bible because they remind us of what God has done in the past and of what God has promised to do for us in the future. Through remembering, we become connected to God and to one another and to the great cloud of witnesses that have gone before us. Our first reading from Deuteronomy really illustrates what I'm describing here. It's a portion of the Ten Commandments, those laws that Moses received from God that would help guide the lives of the newly freed Israelite people. And the commandment we read instructions for, it it tells the Israelites to remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. And then it goes on to provide some interesting context for why these specific instructions are being given. God is inadvertently reminding the Israelites that God even rested after six days of creating the world. And so it calls to mind for the Israelites that ancient creation story that they would have known in their bones. Remembering and honoring the Sabbath connects the people of God with the very character of God. They're being invited to live within the same rhythm that God lives within, to work for six days and then rest on the seventh. But the reading actually goes one step further than this. After giving the commandment and making this connection with the creation story, God goes on to also remind the Israelites of their own story. Remember, God says, that you were slaves in Egypt once. In other words, you were once forced to work day after day after day without rest. Remember the Sabbath day and remember that God has freed you from having to work without resting. The Israelites, they knew all this stuff already. They knew that God created the world in six days and rested on the seventh. They knew that they had been enslaved and forced to work without rest. But here, God is establishing a new rhythm for them a new rhythm for their lives so that they would be built on these reminders of the powerful truth of God's character and their history. And in the same way, you all already know about the love of God. You've heard me talk about it dozens of times. You've heard thousands of sermons from this very pulpit right to that point. We sing songs and we say prayers about God's love and forgiveness and grace. You probably even have stories from your own life about how God's love has gotten you through a difficult time, or about how God's love broke into your life in an unexpected way. But just like the Israelites, and just like every other person of faith who has ever lived, 
sometimes we forget these truths. The stresses of life are a lot. There is just so much to do every single day that thoughts of God can easily slip our mind. And sometimes it can be really hard to know that we're loved. We receive so many other messages in our life about our unworthiness. Messages that tell us to be thinner and prettier and happier and smarter and more successful. We hear these messages and they cause us to forget that God still loves us. We forget that with God, there are no conditions to meet, no mountains to climb, no program to follow, no fine print. God loves us, no exceptions, no qualifications. And so all those great faith formation activities that I mentioned earlier in the sermon, each of them in their own unique way is really just trying to remind us of the love of God that we already know about. Sometimes that reminder happens through the careful study of scripture. Sometimes it happens through a kinetic interactive confirmation class that Brian Jasper has dreamed up. Sometimes it's through relationships of care or close friends. Sometimes it's by listening to someone else share their memories and story on a podcast or hearing someone else share their moment of when God broke in during a small group time. We know about God's love, but we need to be reminded of that love again and again and again. Last night, when I was distracting myself from writing this sermon, I was on Twitter and I came across a tweet from a pastor and author that I really admire. His name is Rich Villodas and he's a pastor in New York City. And he said, the more I preach, the more I realize that no matter what I'm preaching on, I must offer a word of comfort and hope to the people listening. Because people are experiencing too much fear and too much pain to go a week without hearing a concrete word of hope from God. We know how much God loves us. We know that God has done so much for us. But life can be scary and uncertain and overwhelming. And so we need reminders. We need to take bread and wine and tell the same exact story as we did last week so that we can remember Jesus's self-giving love, so that we can remember that his body and his blood were given for you. May we know just how deeply God's love truly is for each and every one of us. And may we continue to find spaces and people and programs that remind us of this love of God. Amen.